Not So Peter Priesthood Podcast, the podcast where a gay veteran and his emotional support Canadian scream into the void about the Mormon Church. If you want to reach us, we are on Instagram at Not So Peter Priesthood. And you can email us at Not So Peter Priesthood at gmail.com. Thanks for joining us. Enjoy! other oh, yeah. like yeah. i don't want to read about dragon sex i don't care about how dragons do it so on that note i read <laughs> dragon sex <laughs> i'm sad that i know like i was like oh interesting i have a segue for that um so <laughs> i mean you also read a lot of books so it makes I sense do. But I read this like series. I think I read the first two of them, and I was like, I'm a little. This is a, this is too much. This is too much for me. So this was a dragon that would transform into a man, oh, and then no. he would he would fuck women, and then mm. he would uh, then he started falling in love with this human, and he was mad that he was falling in love with a human. I can't remember. There was like a whole big spiel. Like this hunter was trying to get him because he's a dragon living in New York City. <laughs> And then uh, I think on book two, the woman that he was in love with was pregnant. Oh, with the dragon baby. Yeah, they were trying to figure out how that was going to work. Oh, no. And I was like, wait, and I've, I kind of it vaguely, it's been a while. It's been a while since I thought about dragon sex. <laughs> but <laughs> um, I think she ended up being also a dragon. But she was keeping oh, that a secret, and that's how oh, she, good Lord. she was pregnant. She was okay with being pregnant because she was a dragon. She's like, it's fine, but she didn't tell him. Because, yeah. This whole time, he's, yeah. This whole oh time he's freaking out, thinking that she's going to die carrying his dragon baby. But then at the end, it was like, it's fine, because I'm a dragon, too. And that was the big twist. Uh, I can't. I can't. So... Yeah. Hi, listeners. Welcome to Not So Peter Priesthood. <laughs> Where we talk about dragon sex. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, by now they should know to expect the unexpected with us. That's just... true. We're just all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> I wish this was booze. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to wish it was booze. Because <laughs> we're, we're opening the... <laughs> Speaking of sex... Um, it's not dragon sex, but it's uh, probably worse. Mormon sex. <laughs> yeah. We're going to dive back in, no pun intended, <laughs> back to And They Were Not Ashamed by Laura M. Brotherson. Uh, Laura. Laura, Laura, Laura. I do think she has good intentions, but. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, isn't that saying that the road to hell is paved with good intentions? Yeah, that's true. Ooh, she talks about role-playing. Role-play and the practice, dis- practice the discussions. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> I thought it was role- I thought role-play. I got excited about that. I was like, she's talking about role-play? What are we going to ro- We're talking about, you're going to role-play as a, oh, naughty home teacher. Hmm. <laughs> Bishop, I have to confess something.
Ew. Ew. Ow. Oh, that's, yeah, that's, you know, nope, not going to go there because that's Too real. close to home. That's just yeah. a little too yeah. on the nose there with what's going on. Uh-huh. I hate it all. I hate it all. Also, there's this Twitter Mormon bitch. <laughs> that, uh, Is I it have, the Helga one? Yeah, I have beef <laughs> with this woman. And, um... She always put like she'll post the screenshots of like what ex Mormons post on Twitter or whatever, and then she doesn't like she just with no follow up or contact. No follow up. Doesn't even tag them. Doesn't even like try to have a conversation with the with them. They just she just posts it and laughs at them. I'm like you're dumb. Yeah. And it's I feel like it's an insult to my intelligence to like even talk to her because she doesn't have like she doesn't. There's nothing. But it's kind of when I get drunk, I like to like poke at her and troll her (laughs) i'm like you're a nasty troll bitch but anyway she um (laughs) why was i bringing her up gotta roll that i don't know i don't know twitter bitch oh she had just posted this thing this um like he's like a primary Anyway, he's one of like the like a teacher in mm-hmm. a ward somewhere, and he took a picture of himself wearing a rainbow tie with like a rainbow lapel pin, and saying like I'm gonna be talking to the I'm excited to talk to teach the kids today or something like that. And um, on his profile, uh, it said something like that he's a, a father, an LGBTQ plus ally, you know, good things, you know, like yeah. very and. Um, and she was saying, like, yeah, I'm sure he's excited to see the children. I'm like, shut the fuck up, woman. Like, she <gasps> she will point the finger and call everybody groomers and pedophiles. And she's called me shit like that. I'm like, um, shut the fuck up, woman. Whoa. That's yeah. not cool. Oh, my God. But I call her Helga because she's, she's got a picture of herself. Well, I don't know if it's her, but she's got a picture of a woman that is like with a pillar mustache and like the sideways part thing going on. And I'm like, that's like not that's, cool. Actually. That's not cool. Yeah. I don't know if, I don't know if you know how world war two kind of ended, but <clears throat> yeah. yeah. All right. So you ready to get to not ashamed? Do you want some rum in your little coffee there? I mean, I you need, could... uh, it's Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper. Thank, thank you very much. I'm, trust me. I'm a doctor. Um, I really wish it was all rum at this point, but sure. (laughs) So we're going to skip ahead a little bit because I found this chapter and I was like, yes, this is the one. This is, and you're going to like that little little, uh, pun there because it's. You're skipping the foreplay? Okay, fine. Whatever. (laughs) Typical man. Typical man, you know. Typical man. He's just skipping (laughs) right to the good stuff. Hell. The next chapter was about the female pleasure, and I was like, I'm not ready for that right now. <laughs> she does talk about four, uh, foreplay in here in the arousal in oh, phase two. Phase two. <laughs> oh, my What's God. phase one? Let's see. What's phase one? Warm up and preparation. I'm just not in the mood as a frequent response to sexual advances in marriage. Yeah. There was this. Uh, <laughs> Your face, your face is so. Oh, this is great. So, I, listeners, when I brought this up, I was like, "You want to talk about the sex book again?" And she's like, her face just was like, she was like, "I'm going through a tunnel. I can't hear you." Can't hear <laughs> what? You. What? I can't. Oh no! What? 
Oh no, lost connection. <laughs> My basement bad. went through a tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, warm-up preparation phase is often overlooked or completely ignored, particularly by men. <laughs> <laughs> no shit, Sherlock. <laughs> uh, because of their physiology, for the most part, men are in a constant state of sexual readiness. <laughs> well, that, that, that's not necessarily true, but... <laughs> yeah, not true. Yeah. All right, there, whatever. There's, a, there's Viagra for a reason. Uh <laughs> Women are not. Men may wish they could skip this nonsense of a warm-up phase and get to the good part. <laughs> imagine, imagine why a woman wouldn't. She has to get out of bed at 6 o'clock to start breakfast for her family. She needs to ready herself, you know, so she doesn't look, like, disheveled. She has to, you know, take care of the children's needs, change the diapers, cook the breakfast... Um, send the husband off to work. Take care of everything. I I can't Im- I cannot can't imagine, imagine why she warmed up a little bit. Can't imagine why. Just want to jump his bones when he gets home. There's... Yeah. After she's washed his dirty socks and cleaned his disgusting toilet because he's lactose intolerant. I don't know. Oh. Ooh. Uh. This went into places I did not expect ready, but it's fine. Um, I once had an ex-husband. It's or I, I mean, I still technically have an ex-husband, but it's fine. <laughs> was he lactose intolerant? Is that yeah. Like, <laughs> um. Oh. <laughs> okay. You like this? A woman's. This is in the phase two. Uh, a woman's arousal is like a gift, delicately wrapped in layers of tissue paper, each needing to be carefully unwrapped. <laughs> This is fun to me because of your face. No. <laughs> I mean, I mean, yes, but no. Why you gotta delicately wrapped in tissue paper? I mean, have you seen? No. <laughs> Wait, where are you going with that? Have well, you just, seen? I'm thinking Christmas morning. Ain't nobody taking their time. Ta- oh, let's quickly just this aside and everybody wants to get to the gift <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> now your face ah, how does it feel <laughs> was my my friend was doing this thing and was like, a buck, a buck, a buck. <laughs> oh i wish oh, oh god anyway oh, oh god right, that was anywho all right, tissue paper. A, tissue paper, and I lost the spot. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, oh, no. Well, see you later. Oh, man. Again, <laughs> losing the spot. Can't find it. And then... Can't find my... <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, phase six was afterglow. What does that mean? Let's see. And we're just skipping all around because oh yeah, pie is pie. Slapped on the ass and told to make a sandwich. (laughs) No idea. (laughs) Oh, see the okay. Let's see. Oh, oh, great. This is good. Okay, so um, if there has been sufficient warm up or mental preparation, foreplay can increase arousal and create sexual desire within the wife. (laughs) I hate that there's a book that needs to tell men. They're like, hey, you need to warm her up a little bit. You can't just jam it all up in there. You gotta put gas in the tank. (laughs) 
Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, we can get into these phases later, but what I had planned was this one. Okay. <laughs> Are you ready? Uh, uh, chapter eight. Oh uh, no. Oneness. The ultimate purpose of marriage. <laughs> Uh, okay, so um, Mindy, we're going to do a little little story time. little character <laughs> sampling? Yeah. Great, great. Uh, Mindy felt she had finally found the missing marital secret. God's command and his promise that husbands and wives can and should be one inspired her. I'm sure. Oh, I bet I did. To Mindy, the concept of three dimensions of intimacy, emotional, spiritual, and physical, each needing attention, enlightened her mind. She had known something was missing in her marriage, but had not been able to identify what it was. With an understanding of three dimensions of oneness, so uh, emotional, spiritual, and physical, she now had a vision of how her marriage could be. She now believed there was hope and help for her struggling sexual relationship. (laughs) The face. The uh, she and James, I guess James is her husband. We haven't. I sure hope so. Or he's the pool guy. I mean, I'm down with that. That's good. Uh, We're getting into that role play thing right now. Okay. Oh, right. Yeah, perfect. She and James <laughs> felt close emotionally and spiritually, but physical intimacy was dissatisfying for both. Maybe because, because they've James... been told for 20 years that yeah. they are not supposed to touch. Anyways, okay. Also, maybe James just wasn't putting gas in the tank before. I mean, Mindy's distaste for sexual relations had led her to discount its importance, especially since they had an otherwise good marriage. James and Mindy did their best to downplay the sexual aspect. Downplay. (laughs) Attempting to keep it from damaging their otherwise great marriage, but she could see that the sexual dissatisfaction was beginning to permeate. I don't want that word in this was beginning to permeate the emotional and spiritual dimensions of their marriage. She had hoped that if they had just ignored it, maybe it would go away. Just like, you know, ignore being gay. It'll go away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the importance of physical intimacy could not be so easily dismissed by James, of course. Of His- course not, because men are always ready to go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, his bitterness, frustration, and anger from rejection stirred. As you know, as Mindy either limited or ignored his need for sexual intimacy, with a new understanding of oneness, the ultimate purpose of marriage, Mindy knew she had work to do because it's all her <laughs> her fault. This, this is what I love. Mindy has to like put like they can't just sit across from the kitchen table from each other and have a conversation about like, hey, this is what's happening. I'm not satisfied. You clearly are not satisfied. How do we fix this problem? Like, whatever happened to just, like, having a conversation? Communication. Like, I just, I don't, I I don't understand. I mean, I guess I do, because there was things about sex when I first got married to my ex-husband that I had no idea about. Like, things, like, physical things happening I'd never been spoken to about, did not know about. So, like, I guess I understand it on a level. But, like, if you're married to somebody and you're in a relationship and you say you have a good marriage, why can't she sit down and be like, yo, James, I don't like it. And, like, <laughs> and and him without taking a blow to his fragile male ego 
attempting to have like if he wants to have sex with his wife why not him sit down and figure that shit out why is it on mindy to be like okay now i have to figure out how to make my husband happy yeah exactly Ah! i hate this book anyways (laughs) well and we've talked about this before with this book that it's very much geared towards the woman in the relationship oh yeah you know there's no man going into deseret books to buy this book to figure out how to fix his life with his wife absolutely no no no. Well, and as you were talking, I was thinking of like all the like. No, I feel like people that are outside of like a religious um, context mm-hmm. that don't have that conditioning. That and like you mentioned, how like we're taught as you know not to touch each other until you get married, and then it's like um, all of a sudden you can, and it's like I don't even know what to do. You know, yeah, so, you're not even anatomically understanding like the the mechanics of it in some aspect. But I feel like uh, a lot of people that I've known that are have no ha- haven't had like much of a religious aspect in their lives um, are very much more open sexually. That way, mm-hmm. they're, they're able to talk. Like I've learned, I learned so much when I was like for my Navy friends that were like just very open about sex. Yeah. Like, okay, this is a tangent, but um, so I was on a hike with two lesbians, mm-hmm. <laughs> and one was a one was. A friend that has, um, she had, she's been on the show, and uh, she, she's been like she had been out for a long time, and the other lesbian was just barely coming out at this time when we were having this conversation, and I, they started talking about lesbian sex, and I was just like, learned, I learned so much about the vagina that on that height. <laughs> I don't want to know. Uh, I can never un-think, un-know those things. But um, even then, though, like, I, I know those, like, it was kind of refreshing to hear open conversation about, mm-hmm. like, what actual, like, what actually happens in during mm-hmm. sex and, like, what you can do and, like, how you can. Um, and it does come down to, like you said, communication. Like, and mm-hmm. if you're actually going to see each other as a partner, then um, you would be, you should feel comfortable having those conversations like, and saying, you know what? Sex hasn't been great. What's going on? Is there something? And it could yeah. be, it couldn't, it might not even be about the sex. It might just be like, I'm really stressed at work, you know, and, or like the kids have been, you know, the kids have been, uh, it has been hell today and I just don't yeah. want, and I've been, or I've like, I don't know allergy season you know (laughs) yeah and it needs to be a respect thing like it needs to it needs to be a respect of somebody saying to you like this is what's happening in my body in my life in my brain and the respect to be like oh I get that that's really shitty for you how can I help the situation instead of being a dick and being like well I want to have sex like yeah also on that go have a shower then like I don't know what to tell you (laughs) On that note, marital rape exists, and yes, also, does. so you always need consent, regardless of your marital status, mm-hmm. and also, she does not owe the man sex. She does not owe you anything, James. James. Uh, did you see that comedian? I think he's on The Daily Show. I cannot remember his name. I'll have to find it. But he has this bit that he does where he says, women do not owe you anything. You bought her flowers. She doesn't need to give you sex because women do not owe you. It's not a vending machine. You don't put kindness in to get sex out. 
And I was like, yes, that is exactly uh, it. Yeah. Women are not vending machines. You don't put in doing the dishes for her in order to get sex. And yeah. I think that that's such a huge concept that like our society doesn't really get. Men think that they are owed sex in exchange for their time or their work or their I put a roof over her head. She doesn't yeah. owe you sex. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I bought her a drink. She doesn't owe she you doesn't sex. She doesn't owe you sex. Yeah. Nope. That was you chose to buy her a drink. Mm-hmm. You chose that. She did not choose to have to give you sex for a drink. Yep. Anyway. That uh, was a whole screamy no, little moment. I liked it. I liked it. <laughs> um all right, so commanded to be one. Uh, God has given husbands and wives, and of course, and remember, this is very much oh, yeah. sexual. Oh, a marital, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. A sacred command with glorious blessings. <laughs> he has commanded couples to be one. This all-encompassing command can be identified as an ultimate purpose of marriage. She quotes Henry Bearing. I'm not going to. It says that he shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. And um, because yeah. we know, I know, let's, um, because we know that God gives no commandment that he does not also provide a way to accomplish. Isn't that something from the Book of Mormon where it's like the, isn't that the Laban, the, the sword of Laban thing? Yeah, the sword will be delivered unto thine hands concept, right? Like, yeah. So she's using a very violent um, example to and associating it with sex, which I'm just like. That's problematic. I yeah. mean, unless you're into it and there's a safe word, then have at her. Yeah. <laughs> Quoting the book of Moses, he said, "Let us make man not a separate man, but a complete man, which is husband and wife in our image after our likeness." And it was so. Uh, with the command to be one comes great blessings. Love, peace, joy, and communion with God are felt when husband and wife are united. You know, I have felt very, very united in a man-on-man situation. So, Laura, take that note. Yeah, Laura, shove that up your biscuit. Yes, in your <laughs> But after phase two. <laughs> oh, I'm crying you. again. Oh, I've cried so much today. <laughs> yes. um, a vision of oneness. The purpose of this chapter is to create a crystal clear vision of complete oneness, including sexual oneness, which marriage can, can and should provide. The vision can provide power, potential, and divine purpose to your marriage. Vision is critical for where there is no vision, the people perish. Again, with the like dark and dreary, like and like the, the murder, people oh perish. God. People perish if they don't have oneness of the flesh. I mean, a lot of men use that as a, I'm going to die if I don't have sex. And so. Oh, boys in high school, you know how dangerous it is to have blue balls? Again, you have a shower in your house. I'm sure you'll be fine. Use that sock. Whatever you have. Ah! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. 
Yeah, anyway. Um, uh, I'm like, something. this whole thing of, like, blue balls is like, I'm like, you can just take care of that yourself, you know? Please. We're not supposed to masturbate. That's a sin. Mm. Sucks yeah. to suck. Sucks <laughs> to suck. <laughs> I should probably just leave that one. I'm just going to go. Let's I'm see. just thinking of the little factory story, but it's fine. Funny that you mentioned that because President Kimball is what, who she talks about later. Yeah, right oh, now. Great. Right now. She, that was oh, a perfect good. segue. Perfect segue. Uh, President Kimball. Wasn't that in Miracle of Forgiveness? No. There was... No, it was a talk he gave to the young men. Oh, uh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, the factory. We talked about that. <laughs> but also, like, kind of like, mm-hmm, yep, that makes sense. And also, it's kind of... I'm okay. I'm into it. But uh, <laughs> President Kimball. <laughs> oh, God. So President Kimball helps us understand marital oneness, of course. Uh, of course, he has something to say about this. There will come a great love and interdependence between you for your love is a divine one. It is deep and inclusive, comprehensive. Deep. Mm-hmm. How deep is it? Mm-hmm. The love of which the Lord speaks is not only physical attraction, but spiritual attraction and emotional attraction as well. It is faith and confidence in and understanding of one another. It is a total partnership. Okay, but. Okay, Spence. Fancy. Almost fancy poo. Uh, President Kimball identified many dimensions of love. He spoke of physical attraction, spiritual attraction, and he also identified many aspects of emotional attraction. I mean, did he? Because, like, you're making him sound like he was, like, no. Like, no. No. But he was emotionally intelligent and stuff. No, I don't think he was. No. Uh, you think these... he sat down with his wife on a le- weekly basis and confirmed that she was doing well emotionally, physically, and spiritually? Or did he just, like, not give a shit? Probably didn't give a shit. He probably yeah. didn't uh, put gas in the tank. I um, would assume not, yeah. Um, yeah, that was up to her to, you know. Keep that oiled. <laughs> oh, your face! <laughs> I hate that I said that. I don't... <laughs> <sighs> All right. Oh, God. Oneness. This is the whole... So one, it just makes it sound like it's very, it's almost, it's too close to penis. And it's also (laughs) like anus. So I'm like, (laughs) you're trying to say like, I'm just saying oneness. I'm not saying penis or anus. Anus. Oneness. (laughs) Define the big picture uh, or vision of marriage while intimacy defines the dimensions or specific forms of love that create oneness. Now you can't. Now every time I say that's all I'm gonna hear is anus. It's fine. You're welcome. You're welcome, listeners. (laughs) Listeners, take a shot. Whatever. No, just kidding. (laughs) You'll be really wasted by the time. Uh, this is over. So, uh, intimacy is defined as a closer. Why do we have to define intimacy? It's defined as a closer, confidential friendship. Familiarity, fellowship, or closeness, including sexual relations. While the word intimacy is often thought of as sexual, that is only part of real and complete intimacy. That is fact. Uh, Complete intimacy intimacy is sharing thoughts, feelings, and energies, both positive and negative, creating an emotional, spiritual, and physical connection. I do appreciate that she's talking about that it's not just physical. And and, uh, this is also very noting that this is... Her audience is women because women do have to have that emotional connection. Although, 
there are a lot of men that have to have that emotional connection as well. I mm-hmm. am one of them. So, yeah. um, uh, let's see. Three dimensions of intimacy. You ready for this? This is... Uh, Elder Condi and President Kimball in the statements above identified the three dimensions of intimacy, physical, emotional, and spiritual. Uh, The scriptures identify the spirit and the body as the soul of man. The soul craves both physical intimacy, a function of the body, and emotional intimacy, a function of the mind. As three dimensional beings, intimacy and oneness, oneness must also be three-dimensional if we are to achieve a fullness of joy uh so emotional intimacy is a union of hearts (laughs) i just picture her standing in front of like uh doing like a fireside and being emotional intimacy speaking very soft tones very soft emotional intimacy is a union of hearts and like having like a powerpoint behind a powerpoint of like the little conjoining hearts oh my god okay yes Oh Do you think God. she did fire sides of this and had like drawings? Oh <gasps> no! Oh, so so this is a little tangent. Um, I'm watching Queen Charlotte. It's just a Bridgerton story. Oh, it's like a spinoff, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, it's so good. I'm only two, three episodes in. It's halfway. There's six episodes, mm-hmm. but there's this whole portion where Queen Charlotte's trying to it's like she's a virgin, and her husband King George, like on their wedding night, he's like. You get to live here, and I'm going to go to my house over here. And she's like, um, what about the wedding night? Are we going to do a thing? She's like, I don't even know what the thing is, but we're going to do something. you know. And uh, he's like, well, I guess we could. And, uh, <laughs> just, I guess we here. could. Yeah, but then they have a whole argument, and he goes back to his house, and they don't, they don't do the thing. And they don't then, do the thing. <laughs> they, do it, they do it later, but... Huh. Oh. <laughs> anyway, King, King George is who that actor that they got for him. I was like, oh, you poor thing, Queen Charlotte, being forced to marry him. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, like in real life, he was a terrible human. But, oh, I'm like, sure they're all inbred. So yeah, uh, which is like I think they get into that because he, uh, he, like in the actual Bridgerton listeners, this is not a spoiler. I don't think it's been out for a while. Anyway, this was like the first season. Anyway, the he they show him and he's like lost his mind and mm. I second season and it's been around for a while so whatever but they kind of hint at that in this spinoff like that he's got some he's got a disability and like he's like sick so um wasn't it syphilis in real life I think so yeah yeah anyways but they anyway the the whole point of that was that. Queen Charlotte is sitting with her lady-in-waiting, Lady Danbury, and she they have a frank conversation about about sex, and Lady Danbury draws pictures for her. <laughs> so, so when she goes to, like, King George, she's like, um, yeah, I know what to do, but um, she's like, can we, can we skip the part where my head hits the headboard, like, repeatedly? And he's like, Yes, I think we can skip that part. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> we can skip that uh, part. Because there's this whole part with Lady Danbury. Her husband's like older, and like he just he doesn't old, put gas in the tank. Of he course just, not. Yeah. 
And, yeah. and the show scenes of him just like going at it and her head's hitting the headboard and her, she's just completely just like disconnected. She's like, it's fine <laughs> to have going through her shopping thing. list. <laughs> yeah. She's like he'll be done soon. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it. Do things. <laughs> oh my God. What a pillow princess. Okay. Yeah. I mean, mm. we've all been there. We've all been there. Unfortunately. That's at some point. Yeah. Yeah. And if you haven't, your day's coming. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> also, good for you. Good for you not being a. If you've never been a pillow princess. Mm-hmm. Uh, we cheers to that. I, <laughs> we I salute you. We salute you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so every each section, I'm not going to get into any of it, like most of it, because she has a little drawing of. This she does have a drawing. It's a triangle with a spirit, the three dimensional being: spirit, mind, and body. Physical, sexual intimacy, emotional intimacy, and spiritual intimacy at the, the three corners. Oh. So, is it emotion- like how God's at the top and then husband and wife make a little triangle? Oh, how it was explained to me getting- when I went to temple prep. We're getting into that soon. Oh, great. Yeah, you got ahead of the game on there. Well, uh. All right. Um, so, uh, spiritual. So, emotional intimacy is a union of hearts. Spiritual intimacy is a union of spirits. Oh, spirits. Oh, spirits. Oh, okay. You were close. You were close. Um, Super close. Super close. Yeah. And then, uh, let's see. Spiritual, uh, as you can imagine, that's all about, like, praying together, partaking in the sacrament weekly, repenting, renewing. Did you know there's people that pray before sex? Ew. Like, what do they, like, bless this? Man, I don't this this union. I don't know. That just seems really weird to me, though. Well, because probably because they want to keep God in their marriage, like in their sexual, as they call in Bridgerton, what do they call it, marital uh, relations. No, I hate it. It says just... you can make a direct line from like. How they talk in Bridgerton, which is like 1700s, to <laughs> how Mormons talk right now. It's a good point. Yeah, it's actually a really good point. Because <sighs> the whole, the whole, that whole, the whole. Stop saying whole. Anyway, that whole <laughs> um, series is about uh, Queen Charlotte in like as an older. She's she has 13 kids and she's right. and there's a whole scandal because she doesn't have a, a, a legitimate heir. <laughs> so mm-hmm. she's trying to get her kids, her sons especially, to produce an heir with a legitimate wife. They, she's right, like, yeah. Oh, 50 illegitimate grandchildren, but they can't, they can't have the throne, you know? So she, right, yeah. Anyway. But yeah, the whole praying before sex thing. Yeah. That's like the same people that probably don't take off their garments to shower. Probably. Yeah. Or take mm. their socks off for sex. Yeah. That's a weird one too. Yeah. I'm not a. I have to have the socks off for sleeping. Regardless, like. Yeah. I used to sleep with my socks on. It killed me. But on the ship sometimes mm-hmm. because like if something happens, you want to be able to get out and you don't. But I also was like, I don't want to touch my feet on that nasty floor. Yeah. So, that. you know, priorities. Priorities, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't sleep with socks on either, unless I'm really sick. 
Uh, physical intimacy is a sharing of or connecting of one's body. <laughs> Your face. <laughs> <laughs> See, we're, we're in this together because we're both really like just you know. really uncomfortable about this entire thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, let's see. Take an inventory of your marriage. How one are you and your spouse in the areas of emotional, spiritual, and physical intimacy? <laughs> Rate your marriage on a scale of 1 to 10. 1 being poor, 10 being excellent. In each of the three dimensions of intimacy, invite your spouse to do the same. Could you imagine having this conversation? Having this conversation with Pat. Be like, honey, where is your spiritual... <laughs> spiritual intimacy, intimacy intimacy feeling with me at this time and he would be I am an atheist <laughs> it hurts my spiritual soul when you can constantly remind me that <laughs> uh, okay so she gives how many of these this bullshit is there let's see um, nine nine oh there's somebody named Pat Oh, their representations were fondly referred to as the Pat and Jeff show. Oh. <laughs> the Pat and Jeff show? That sounds like a it's fun Elder time. Holland. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. Uh, okay, so characteristics of marital oneness. Take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> One. I got my Dr. Pepper. <laughs> they are a unified team or partnership. Uh, these couples are united on all fronts. They cannot be divided and conquered. They work together. Unity in marriage is an important foundation for rearing children, of course, rearing children successfully. Uh, two, they are loyal and protective of each other. Couples that are striving to be unified stand up for one another. My three-year-old son was speaking disrespectfully, disrespectfully to me one day when my husband came into the room. Wearing a grin, he said, don't you talk to th that way to daddy's wife? <laughs> I don't like that. Uh, later, wanting to show similar loyalty, when the kids were mauling their daddy, I said, stop saying daddy. I mean, <laughs> I said, that's hey. how they have sexual oneness. <laughs> <laughs> I said, hey, you kids be gentle with my husband. Pat and I do that, though. Like, if the kids are giving me a hard time, Pat would be like, hey. That's my wife you're talking to. You be nice to her. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. See, it's cute when you do it, but when I hear the, see it on this book, I'm like, you know. You know. But it's when he's, like, being, yeah. But, like, he's he's funny about it. He'll but be does like, he say to daddy's wife, though? No, 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 no. He just says, ah, that's my wife. <laughs> Every once in a while, um, my four-year-old will, like, climb up and just, like, want to be cuddled and held. And he'll be all snuggly. And, like, Pat will be like, hey. That's my wife. I get her cuddles. And he'll be like, Aww. and he gets all like squirmy, like, you're taking all the cuddles. So it's like a thing in our family, but also like if they're being bratty, he'll be like, I, that's my wife. Don't you be mean to her. I like that. So. Just as long as he never says, don't talk to daddy's wife that way. <laughs> I mean, the kids might be in bed at that point, but. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's for after hours. <laughs> oh my uh, God. Uh, uh, number 
number three. We're gonna move on from that one. <laughs> oh, good lord. They love each other the way each wants to be loved. Couples striving for oneness ask each other what makes them feel loved and then provide that love on a regular basis. They learn to speak each other's love language, though it may require sacrifice and stretching. Lift <laughs> <laughs> <Deliver> up, ladies! <laughs> yeah. Uh, four, they are each other's greatest cheerleader and supporter. I like that. Mm. I do like that, yeah. Uh, they long to share and connect emotionally. Uh, number six, they keep each other as their highest priority. Uh, connected couples know that one day their children will be grown and it'll be just the two of them. They nurture their most precious relationship daily, knowing they will continue into eternity as husband and wife. I mean, she had me until they continue into eternity. Yeah. I think that's such a good, important piece of it, though, because, like, it's so hard when you have young kids. It's so hard. You get down in the trenches of, like... All the things, all the things. It's hard to make each other a priority and it's hard to remember that like you're in it together. And so you have to make that, you have to make that time. You know what I mean? Prioritize it, yeah. Yeah, because it is hard. It is, and even couples who don't have children, life gets busy and you get things on the go. And, and it's very hard to remember like you're in it together when you're in the trenches of life. Mm-hmm. So that is a really good piece of advice, honestly. Yeah, well, I like that. Uh, just like we've talked about before, this book has hidden hit and miss, basically. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number seven, they enjoy physical intimacy with each other. Uh, these couples understand that oneness is not emo- only emotional and spiritual, but physical as well. They enjoy and desire each other sexually and find great pleasure and peace in pleasing each other. Physical intimacy to them is time to reconnect, to renew and refresh the body, mind, and spirit. Uh, eight, they are committed to each other. I don't like this first sentence but divorce is not an option that's the whole mentality that like uh you have to I do hate that. everything I hate that mentality let's just stay in abusive relationships because yeah. it's not an or option. just the fact that like people do change over time people do grow and change and become different people and that's not sometimes you don't grow and change and become people that would still want to be and are happy together. And that's fine. Like sometimes relationships come to a natural end. And that's mm-hmm. not something you should be ashamed of. That's not something that you should be looked down upon. Yeah. Like sometimes you just are no longer fit for each other. Can yeah. it be avoided by putting each other first and having communication? Maybe. But like I don't think – I think that we do such a disservice to people in our communities that are divorced – when we say problematic things like this, like they failed at something because they were divorced. Yeah. I think sometimes a relationship just comes to its natural end and that's nothing that we should be shamed for. Right. And uh, also divorce isn't necessarily always, it's not always a negative thing. Sometimes like you, like you said, like, you find that you make better friends and co-parents or whatever rather than partners. Yeah, the partners. Yeah. And, like, I know quite a few couples that have, like, split and are still very good friends and still co-parent really well and care a lot about each other, but they just didn't work as a romantic couple. So why force yourselves to stay with somebody you're not romantically linked with and Mm -hmm. make each other miserable? Like, just separate, 
have your own separate lives and still be able to be a better person because you're showing your children, hey, I can still be an adult. I can have a good relationship with your other parent, but I can make myself happy, too. Like, why is that? a Why is that a bad thing? I don't understand. I do not understand putting people down for divorce. I don't get it. Yeah, no, I agree. I well, and it's especially in the church, it's seen as like a failure. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah, it's not. No, not. Uh, number nine, they are committed to God. Uh, they're equally yoked spiritually. They are both oh. stri- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they are both striving to come unto Christ and be perfected in Him through the blow. Neither is perfect. Uh, this is where I get the Pat and Jeff show. Elder Holland and his wife Patricia come to mind as an example of unity and oneness in marriage. I don't like to think of. Anyway, as a student, I finally remember Elder Holland as president of Brigham Young University. I looked forward to their opening assemblies at the beginning of each semester, where they would stand together at the podium showing a bright example of what it meant to be a teen. Their presentations were fondly referred to as the Pat and Jeff show. We don't mm-hmm. like it anymore. <laughs> I don't like any of this. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Oneness doesn't mean you lose something, but that you become something so much more. Husband and wife are each to be strong and sure individually, but united they stand even stronger. I remember there was like a talk by Gordon B. Hinckley where he was like, or it was some interview that he gave. Uh, I'm really professional, but the he said something about like letting his wife fly. And I remember like, do you remember how like they were always... Um, Everybody looked at them like the cute little old couple. Mm-hmm. They were just like, oh, they're so cute. And she was adorable. She was Mar- so adorable. Marjorie Pay Hinkley. But like, and they were cute. But I just also, never minding the fact, like all the problems. But like, um, I just, I thought it was, it was like some big revelation that like, oh, he lets his wife just be a human and be an individual. That's like, that's yeah. the way to the great Ooh. marriage. <laughs> what's that video that's like I don't understand these women who say like my husband lets me do anything if I called my husband and said I just bought 24 llamas he would say this is quite inconvenient but I guess I'll start building pens what time will you be home (laughs) (laughs) and like maybe not to that extent but like I live my life. I don't have to ask. Like the other night, I was going out with friends and I said to Patrick, I was like, will you be home? I'm going out with friends. Like it wasn't a, can you stay with the boys? May I go out? It was a conversation of like, this is what I'm doing to let you know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just know that there's women who's like, oh yeah, my husband let me go out. So I don't know. I just don't like that that verbiage i don't like that Mm -hmm. you know husbands don't babysit their children they raise their children i hate that i hate that so so on that okay my brother-in-law is a very prime example of that so Mm -hmm. uh i don't hang out with my sister on an individual basis anymore because first of all she's got a full-time job she's always tired but like um and she's that's I'm not going to get into it, but when we would hang out, he would call every five, 10 minutes, making mm-hmm. it miserable for both of us because he was home 
watching the kids. I'm like, oh, so he's being a dad. He's being yeah. He do a like he was part in making those those children. So he needs to do his part of like, oh, you're not babysitting. You're actually you're just being a dad. You're just yeah. doing that thing, you know, and being a partner rather than like you're just doing her a favor. Yeah. <laughs> like he's it I hate that like I'm down here right now. I've been down here for however long. And it's not a may I go downstairs and record my podcast with Jake. It's a I'm in the basement. If somebody needs their bum wiped, you're up. See you later. You know, like it's just I don't understand I don't understand it. It makes no sense to me in the whole Yeah. Yeah. I hate it. I hate it so much. You said hey. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you said backdoor a few episodes ago, so it's fine. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> uh, so marriage takes three. This is what you were talking about. Uh, God is the marriage takes three. <laughs> in I mean, a woman book too. In some marriages, maybe that's how they need to make it. I don't know. There are throuples and you know open relationships, which is a whole other thing we can we can talk about that sometime. Yeah. The, the, the gay community is very big on throuples and open relationships, and no judgment, but also just like it's not my not, not my it's thing. It's not my bag. No. God is the indispensable element in achieving this vision of oneness in our own marriage. God has the power to create oneness. Oh, that's in capital. Oneness in the one part is in capital. And then ness is in. Anyway, the God has the power to create oneness in our marriages where we cannot do it alone. Elder Eyring taught that unity is possible because of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the influence of the spirit. He said the gospel of Jesus Christ can allow hearts to be made one. Through obedience to those ordinances and covenants, you know, that their natures would be changed. The Savior's atonement makes it possible for us to be sanctified. So it's that whole we're better than you because we actually have better marriages than you because we have the gospel. You can't actually be in a good, solid, rock foundation marriage without the gospel, which we have and you don't have. I hate that. I hate it. Uh, let's see. It is through coming unto Christ, living the gospel, and applying the atonement in our lives that our hearts and our natures are changed. I always, you always hear that. We probably should talk about this sometime. But the the that phrase, applying the atonement. How are they like? They say that phrase all the time, like apply the atonement into your life. La, 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 la. What like what does that like what does that actually mean? And also, it's like it just sounds pretty too like it's just like oh we have christ in our relate but then you like we were talking about was that this episode or the anyway last episode i think last episode we were talking about how uh like the family proclamation and how there's like you know keeping there's they don't have christ in they don't talk about jesus they talk about i would not consider the lds church a christ-centric church because they don't talk about christ they don't teach about christ's teachings they teach about joseph smith they teach about the book of mormon they teach about the proclamation to the family that is their that is the center of their religion it has nothing to do with christ they use the atonement but they don't even use jesus dying on the cross they use the Garden of Gethsemane, bleh, Gethsemane. Why can I not say that today? <laughs> and him suffering for our sins in the garden. They completely made their own usage of his experience 
fictional or not, whatever. Mm. And they don't even they don't even acknowledge the same thing that other Christians acknowledge. And they look down for other religions for focusing on the cross yeah like oh you wear a cross that's not even what it's about well yeah kind of it is but whatever yeah Yeah. and then the um because they uh, this whole thing i was talking like i think in the they do it when it's convenient for them like Mm -hmm. oh yeah we we totally talk about christ Mm -hmm. we have the living christ we have this we have these videos we did all that like okay but like on a day-to-day like on a weekly basis of this the of church you if you were to take it and be like this whole lesson was on joseph smith this mm-hmm. whole talk was on brigham young or this whole talk was on the family and it was it's never and then lightly like in the name of jesus christ amen <laughs> you, know, or, like like, you know joseph smith has done more for mankind save jesus christ uh, like that's it's like when if you watch the Lord of the Rings and you only watch the part where Legolas speaks to Frodo and he says, you have my bow. It's the same thing. <laughs> you fucking nerd. I anyway. went there. I went there. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yes, Legolas and Frodo were in the movie together, but they have nothing to do with each other in the movie. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Uh oh, you want it? Okay, so let's see. Um, the Savior helps us achieve wholeness and oneness. Also, this whole idea of having like this person, this other person that's involved in my big brother's always watching you while you're having sex. <laughs> I mean, maybe he like it. <laughs> He's a lurker. Did you Have you ever uh, watched The Walking Dead? No, I have not. Oh, oh, okay. Well, there's this one character who like ends up watching other characters while they're doing it. Oh, and we we call our dog that name every once in a while because he'll like sneak in the bedroom (laughs) and then like we'll look and he'll be like (laughs) with his big eyes, like what's happening? What are you you guys doing? What's that? Can I come up, mother? So we call him that character's name. Anyways, that's an aside that nobody needed. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome. Uh, On that note, you want to hear a poem? No. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yes, I would love to. You're going to hear it anyway. Dazzle with the poetry in this god-awful book. Marriage takes three. (laughs) (laughs) Ahem. I once thought marriage took just two to make a go, but now I am convinced it all takes the Lord also. And not one marriage fails where Christ is asked to enter, as loves come, lovers come together with Jesus at the center. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! Oh, it's not done, it's not done yet. Uh, but marriage seldom thrives and homes are incomplete, until he's welcomed there to help avoid defeat. In homes where Christ is first, it's obvious to see those unions really work, for marriage still takes three. All I'm thinking is some poor gardener named Jesus being like, no. <laughs> I don't want to be, I don't no. want to be first. No, I don't, I'm, I just here, I'm just here to trim the bushes. Not that, but no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
like, well, yes, that's exactly why we want you here. <laughs> we were told that Jesus had to be in the middle, so get down there! Get in the middle! <laughs> Uh, oh my god here's some math for ya oh. <laughs> oneness in marriage may be represented by the equation one plus one plus one let's see, one plus one plus one equals one husband wife and god equal Laura one. that math is not mathing it's not mathing Laura. Not mathing she has a diagram oh of course uh, she does in the Can diagram where Jesus goes He's at the top. Of course he is. As uh, he should be. I mean, yeah. He's a he's dominant. He's a hardworking man. Uh, in the diagram, marriage takes three. We see his husband and wife each draw nearer to God. Oh, it's got arrows and stuff. They draw naturally nearer to each other until they become one at the point where they also become one with God. I mean, I've had, never mind, I'm not going to, nope. I've had sex where I thought I saw God, but you know. I was going to say, I've seen God, (laughs) and she was fine. Mm -hmm. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, let's see. Um, Creating your marriage vision. Having, I don't know why I'm doing like this little like uh, Minnesota accent a little bit. Creating your marriage vision. You've been listening to Crime and Wine. Wine and Crime. Crime and Wine. I need to. I need to listen. I've never. You have to go listen to Fundy Fuckery. It was so funny. (laughs) I was crying. I had to text Katie. Katie listened to it and she was like howling. It's so funny. (laughs) So funny. All right. Having your own marriage vision provides a shining star to look up to of what your marriage can become. (laughs) <laughs> Once you have a vision of how you want your relationship to be, it is easier to translate it into reality. Let's all make vision boards of what our marriage is going to. Did they ever do shit like that with you and young men's? We had to do that in young women's where we had to like cut out pictures from like the enzyme oh. and stuff of like what our future would look like with our husbands and children. And um, I think you are giving too much credit to young men and also the priesthood leaders that they would have mm-hmm. like actual preparation and that they good would point. be like, oh, we need to do a craft. Oh, yeah. yeah good point. Good point. Good point. Yeah. We're going to talk about football or basketball or whatever sport it is happening at the time. And then we're going to uh, oh, BYU. Uh, go BYU. And then, uh, and then we're going to get into the lesson and then we're going to finish up, wrap it up and then get out of there. That's pretty much, that was. So really it's all starts with that. (laughs) The reason we have (laughs) wham, bam, done. All right. No, that's. Yeah. There's no oil. There's no gas in the tank. There's no gas in the tank ever. Mm. No prep. (sighs) Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's see. So she does give homework. So do you want some homework, Dusty? Oh yeah, more than anything. Here's this is the thing. <laughs> Identify how you're doing. Rate your marriage on a scale of one to ten. That whole thing. So I want you to sit down with Pat. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna uh, do this with him. He's gonna <laughs> have words for you. <laughs> what are your areas of strength, and what areas need extra effort? 
Uh, and you also, know what the really shitty thing is? I would sit down to like be an asshole about this, and he would say something really like beautiful and poignant and like really like lovely to me, and I'd be like, oh, like damn it, because <laughs> he does he does that shit. He'll do that. Like I'll like get in his face about something, and he'll be like, you and it are such an incredible mother, and I am so proud of how well you take care of our family. And I'll be like, motherfucker, I wanted to fight with you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so. I say that I, but he'll like he'll he'll pull it out and be like, yeah. he'll pull it out. <laughs> but he'll be like he'll be like really sweet, and I'll be like, God damn it, the book was right. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your other uh, piece of homework is to create a marriage vision. Begin to see your spouse as you want him to be, and believe it can happen. Why not just like love him who he is today, and just like accept that like people are who they are and we don't need to change everybody and like work toward like what why why not uh, just accept that he's going to leave his dirty socks on the floor and that's just who he is yeah uh list 10 positive statements beginning with we that describe the kind of marriage you want to have write these statements in the present tense Invite your spouse to do the same. If you have both created vision statements, discuss them and combine them into one vision. Post your marriage vision where you can both see it frequently and read it daily. Make a smaller copy to keep in your wallet or purse. We pray together every night. We. I, don't, I can't even think of like 10. Oh, my God. <laughs> We will not throw our children off a bridge at 3 a.m. when they have woken us up for the 9,000th time. Like, I don't, e- I don't even know what to, like... Where do you even go with that? Yeah. I don't even know. Well, you work on that. I'll work on we'll that, yeah. circle back, and then we'll piggyback, and then we'll holla back. And then, we'll... <laughs> and then we'll use the back door, and we will... <laughs> oh, when in doubt, use the back door. Oh my god. It's I'm dead. Note, I'm dead. I'm dead. That was uh, oneness in uh, And They Were Not Ashamed. And I'm glad we went on that journey together. Yeah. Uh, we will have to. I feel like we have a spiritual intimacy now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Totally. Oh my god. Totes, yes. Totes, totes, my goat. Um. Eventually, I will um, get the courage to discuss the female arousal. With you. <laughs> We're going to have to get drunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we should invite Katie and we should get drunk and we should read that chapter. That would be fun. There's two chapters. There's two chapters on female oh, yeah. arousal? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, uh, let's see. Yep. Oh, the. Orgasm. Yep. <laughs> Chapter four. This is the symphony of the female sexual response. Part one, <laughs> and chapter three, and chapter four. So. Oh God. Symphony. Just. It's a, it's a symphony. Symphony. Uh. Let's see. Preparing. Ew. I just. <laughs> That's not even part of the. I wasn't ewing about the female arousal. It was. There's another chapter. <laughs> putting so this great. away. We're putting this away. All right. We're done for another few weeks, maybe. <laughs>